All right, guys, we're back with the Millennial Toast Podcast. I'm here with uh, Who Am I? Hey, man, Who Am I? Who Am I? Who Am I? TV. TV. Cold shit, man. I mean, he has some friends here. You guys can introduce yourselves. Mar Walker, aka Nameless. I hear from the eight five six. Your Nameless. Super Mills. Everywhere. Don't even go ahead. Just say cut. <laughs> go by Adi the Prodi. Well, in South Jersey. All right. Well, South Jersey people in here today. Right. Um, so I just want to get into like some of the regular stuff that we usually do. So what have you guys been listening to? Oh, on the man. radio. Oh, man. Hottest new artist. Top five. Right now. Hold up. I got this, John. Already for you. God. I'm going to just go in no random uh, in random order. XXX Tentacion. Um, Takashi69. Don't hate on me, yo. Don't hey, at me. My at name is whoamitv.tv. We can argue. Tory Lanez. <laughs> Kodak Black, G Herbo, top five new artists out right now. G Herbo, that's surprising from all that. That's my favorite out of all of them. I don't ever hear you bump with G Herbo. I don't ever hear you bump with Herbo. Don't make me say his whole album front to back. <laughs> it's going to get like that. That's my top five. You got anything you guys been listening to as well? Uh, I can't go wrong with Big Sean, you know what I'm saying? Um, who else? I go. I mess with X too. Big Sean, you can go wrong. Yeah. No, I can't go. Never. Uh, I mess with X. Never. Um, Drake, of course. Kendrick, that's my that's my man's right there, favorite rapper. And um, Lil Wayne, but Lil Wayne ain't been coming out with that heat. Like D Six was alright, but it wasn't. Heat. Smart is such a cheater. He gonna say people that's that's old. Like but obviously they're gonna agree with you. How's that cheating? So I'm you, not saying even, even, it, it started already, even though, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You're good. You're <laughs> that, you said, Kendrick and Lil Wayne. So you're straight. Nah, I mess with X, too, bro. Uh, you like Yachty? You mess with his nah, album? Nah, I don't, I don't like Yachty. He sounds no. dumb to me when he raps. He, he do got a little speech impediment. You got anything you've been listening like, to? New people? Like, Just anybody. Just anybody. Well, recently I've been listening to, like, Juice World, Lil Sky, Should Be Red. I gotta check out Juice World, bro. That, I, I never heard of Hip Lil Skies or Juice World. I, mean, I heard Lil Skies just today on the Takashi. They got some pretty good shit. It's a day? Their group? Nah, nah, nah. Uh, tri- tri- I mean, uh, Lil Skies and Juice World are two different. Oh, all right. Yeah. Say less. Mm. What about you, bro? Sheesh. Uh, I rock with Kodak. Right. right. Uh, Herbo, definitely. Um, right. Gotta put Drake in there. Top uh. five. Top five. Top five. Top five. You talk about my favorite artist of all time. Like I wanna say all time, but my favorite artist right now is. Oh, man Uzi. Finishes five. <laughs> <laughs> Uzi, yeah, bro. Oh yeah. man. What? <laughs> you said um, my fault. You said your favorite artist of all time is Lil Uzi Vert. I said right now, but like right now. Oh, right now. <laughs> Start copying, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So mine's um. I've been listening. I don't know if you guys have heard the little Dicky and Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. That's um, you guys watched the video. That video is tough. Right? Who showed me that? You? I probably Somebody in here showed me that. I told you about it. I yeah. might show you. That was a real good video. Yeah. Um, My question with that video is, did Lil Dicky write the whole song, or did Chris Brown write Lil Dicky's part? I would say Chris Brown wrote Lil Dicky's part when he was rapping, or when he was singing. You think? That was my thing on the song. Like It would be so hot if they both just wrote each other's parts. But I feel right. like Lil Dicky wrote the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. That's Videos. I could research. Yeah, what's up, yeah, my nigga? That's what's up, right? <laughs> um. So then, um, another person I've listened to, um, you know, Javon. 
off of RNG. Yeah. Um, his Tough new track, um, Legend Love. Um, we listened to that heavy. Um, right then I, there's an artist that has been following me for a while. Um, his name is Running Up Tunes. called Ain't My Dog, and he has a um, Reverb Nation um, track on there. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's like, um, he's from Maryland, so it's like Maryland hip hop, like really like heavy stuff like that. Um, then I've been listening to, like Top Off, um, DJ Khaled, Future, Jay Z, Beyonce, that track. Um, and then there's a new artist from South Jersey as well. Um, his name is Tone Stiff. Um, he's part of. Um, he got a co-sign from Drake, so Word. he's like an R&B singer. <laughs> so he has like some um, some singles called "Get It Right" that are out now. Um, Crazy with you is his um, latest track, so you guys should listen to that. Um, and then another track is Twenty One Twenty Two. I haven't listened to that one yet, but the other two tracks that I named are good tracks. If you like R and B, hit. so that's always good. You guys been listening to any like throwbacks? Because I'm always, I'm like a throwback kind of guy. Yeah, so, I mean it like, depends on what's, what's like, a throwback like like like, 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 yeah, like nine like 90s stuff like oh, 80s, nah. like eighties. Nah, like throwback for me is 2000s. That's where I'm going to cap it I always go back to Neo. Like, whenever Neo, any Neo song. I bump a little bit of Tank, a little bit of Music Soul Child. Tank, definitely. Nigga ain't say Neo. Yo, yo, I'm going to get this straight set in Omarion. Neo and Omarion are the two top R&B Omarion. artists ever. That nigga. They be forgetting they prime. Yeah. I, I love Omarion, too. Omarion said it. Right, he said what? Hold up, who up? I haven't listened to it. I he, made Mario. he made your girl say what? Oh, Mario, Mario? Nah, he was, never, he was never. He was never. He was never. Sammy, I don't know who that is. Little Sammy, only Lloyd, Omarion, and Neo. That's literally yeah, right. it. Who else? <laughs> R. Kelly. Yeah, he's the goat. He peed in somebody's mouth. <laughs> he got away with it, bro. It was video footage of it, though. That's the crazy part. Money, man, does a lot yeah. of things for you. Uh, what about you guys? I mean. I'm going to bump with CJ, some OJ. OJ. Okay. Really? Yeah. He said, I don't do the old school. I don't do the old school. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like old school yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm with a shorty that be bumping. That's yeah. the only time I really listen to it when I'm with a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, she yeah. bump that. Um, the new school way better than the old school, though. Can I just go on record saying that? Way better. Like, way better. Everything, every aspect, every genre. Right? I don't know about no other genre. What you mean? I don't know about nothing but hip-hop and R&B. And some rock. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about like rock. Are you talking about every aspect yeah, of like, like what it is like to be an artist? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The look of the new artist is tough. The music is better. The beats are better. But they went from baggy ass clothes to like overall quality. Stuff. Like, there's some funny as hell. Quality better. Like you get more out of your artist now. You could probably tweet him and he might tweet you back. Like it's right. just a better generation for music. Mm-hmm. So all y'all old ass hating niggas that be saying music is trash. It's not. It's fire. Y'all just old. Back. I feel like there was just more originality back then. Now yeah, everybody like trying to be like everybody else. Back in the day, like it's like back in the day, it was a lot harder to find talent. Now you just find that shit around the corner. You feel me? Like I agree with you as far as like it's so much easier to find talent. But it's I don't think it's it's more original back in the day at all. I feel like it's just nah, so it many more like, rappers now, bro. You couldn't bite back in the day without somebody dropping a diss track. The me? thing is, or though, somebody is like... Call, somebody calling you out for that. All right, so in the music industry right now, right, you got Tory Lanez, right, who's a super biter, but then you got you got Uzi, right? Then you got X on his rock shit, right? And then you got some other random, like, Isaiah Rashad, Kendrick Lamar. Like, it's so many different artists, and they all in the same lane, whereas back in the day, it was literally like a hip, a hop, a hippity, a hippity, and then... Uh, fuck the police and then that was it like you couldn't do right. nothing else 
now it's just so many more artists in the game. It seems like everybody's biting each other's style. Cause I feel like it's just people are getting comfortable, more comfortable instead of because back then they had to be street as hell. Yeah, These niggas were all in the streets, all this, and it's less street niggas in the game right now. Obviously, obviously Some just street street. can I go to my next question? And so, <laughs> so <laughs> first question. I segue. Cause like you said, like it was Jay Nas, yeah, like how they have Jay like, Nas Fifty. It's just all street shit. Now it's just like it's they do try of, to make new genres, like but like, like what is it? Alternative? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do do that. They do do that. Party, yeah. Like party next door, but like, the support has to be there for it to actually start yeah, right, and right, turn right. into an actual genre. Exactly. That's the only thing they did. They made a rap sing genre too for like Chance the Rappers and Drakes and stuff. They should. If they didn't, they should. They need right. to make a rapper singer. I think they did do it. Was that yeah. on the Grammys? I think it was. That's why I think remember the hearing Grammys that. Or, it was probably even the Grammys or the AMAs. Or yeah. It was on. Maybe that. But, like, I'm a throwback kid, so mm-hmm. I've been listening to, like, old Nas stuff. Um, right. Jay-Z. Facts. Um, Big. Um, Big Tupac. Just, like, old like old rap. Like, I'm more like an old rap head. See, I'm ashamed of myself because, like, I don't think I can even like name like top like five Tupac songs, five baby songs. I, I'm ashamed of myself because I'm trying to be an artist, but yet I don't know. You lose a lot of respect. He's yeah. one, yeah. one of them guys that get in an interview and be like, "Oh man, Tupac, man, he's whack, man." <laughs> nah, I, mean, I, wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say See, that. See, I was going to talk about that. That's, that's, that's a good segue. But I was going to talk about how um, Lil Xan and some of these like newer artists are like coming at like the old school um, rap heads that came before them. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if you want to get into the music industry. You always have to give respect to people that open the doors for you. Right? Oh, so. it's, it's like this: like <clears throat> when I was when I just first start rapping, like I would take Tupac songs, and this is back when I was like heavy on the pop wave, and I would write them lyrics down, bro. And like he really says some real shit. And it's like before Tupac, nobody was a Tupac. So if there weren't for a Tupac, there would be no Coles, there would be no Kendricks, there would be no nobody after them. Same for Biggie. Like Biggie is like. What Drake wants to be, the all-around artist. Biggie made hits, Biggie made classics, Biggie made hard shit. Biggie did all that. So it's like, for niggas to discredit and say them niggas was corny, they had no other option. Because, like, all right, we all know some Tupac songs sound weird because his flows be weird. But think about it. Tupac didn't have Tupac to listen to to be like, yo, this is weird. Like, he was the first of his kind. So Mm -hmm. you can't get mad at a trailblazer, somebody to open the door because he didn't know it was on the other side of the door. Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And then there's an artist, like there was a recent artist, I forget what his name is, um, but he said like um, Pac was a punk and he was a coward and shit what? like that. And, like he like Who that? I Bro. forget it was some some it was a new generation. Death Row Records East. Yeah. So <laughs> with all he was talking about, like he was like he's weak and stuff like that. Like so it was a lot of like disrespect to the older generation. It's like you never know though. Yeah. You never know. He could have been some random boy just. It don't matter. Thugging, thugging. It's the music, bro. It's yeah, about I know. The music. I, I never care about that. Pac made personality something completely different than music. Pac made who? Wait, who made who shot you? Was that Biggie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so then, what did Pac make? The hard song. Oh, um. Oh, what was it? Uh, I don't even know. Like, like, no, no, no. He made hit him up. Yeah. Pac made hit him up. <laughs> Pac made hit him up, and then he made Dear Mama. Like. Yeah. At the end of the day, any artist, artist right now, that's not that versatile. Like all these new artists out here, they can't do that. Bro, their fans gonna be like, "What the hell?" So he could have been a punk. Half of these artists is punks out here. Mm-hmm. You pull a gun at me, like I don't know. You ain't having my phone, but <laughs> you might take my phone. <laughs> take my scully. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right. So um, I just want to get into some stuff about you. So Word. what made you get into the industry? What made you want to start becoming an artist? And yeah. what did your name come from? <clears throat> All right. So uh, what made me want to be an artist? Um, that's just how I talk. Like, I'm not... I'm not one of them people that'll go like confess my feelings or my emotions or how I feel about the world and politics and whoop whoop. But like, I'll, I'll rap that. I'll rap it. Like, I always grew up in the church, so music just been around me. Mm-hmm. I've been around people who knew how to take their thoughts and put it in the words. So it's just easier for me. Like, if you ask me a question in real life, I might not have the answer for you as far as how I feel about something. I might not be able to articulate it, but. If somebody's like, yo, make a song about how you feel about this girl, I'd be like, oh, it's just a different language. If you're an artist, you, you know that language I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just a music language that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you said, what, why I start rapping? And then, like, where did, who am I come from? I'm going to be honest, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, bro. So, um, <clears throat> what you want, the deep version or you want to just how, like, it really happened? Whatever like, comes natural. Right. <clears throat> so the deep version first who am I bro create yourself so the world doesn't if you don't allow if you don't look at yourself in the eye and say I want to be this type of this is what I feel as though a man is or this is what I feel as though a woman is and this is what I'm going to mold myself to be then you're susceptible yourself to um, the world being able to mold you so what's on TV is going to tell you what's cool what's on the radio is going to tell you what's cool and it's not all constructive in media so create yourself so the world doesn't that's essentially what who am I means how I came up with it I just I was changing my rap name one day and I was just thinking like yo what represents me like yo and then I was just like yo who am I bro like I don't even know who I am who am I who am I and I'm like wait hold up that sounds so hot that's my name now and I jack with it like that's it that's how it happened one day I respect it especially when it comes to societal pressures because we get taught from a young age just watching TV how we're supposed to act then as black men they tell us that we're all thugs and we're we're never going to amount to shit. So Word. you change that when you see people that represent something that you can represent yourself. So I respect that a lot. Um, so going on with that, because you talked about how like music is like a different language for you. It was easier for you to talk about that. I understand that because I write songs as well. Word. But um, so where where does your inspiration come from? Is it just like regular life? Or is it just whatever my comes inspira- to you? My inspiration comes from anywhere. Like, bro, it, it could be, like, anything. Like, I could break up with somebody or I could get, like, my teacher could have disrespected me, like, mm-hmm. tried to belittle me. Or I could have been racially profiled. Like, so pretty much life experiences. But sometimes it's other artists. Like, when I, when I see somebody that I feel as though... I'm on that level, but I'm not on that level yet. Mm-hmm. For example, like when Kendrick Lamar comes out with a project that's so crazy, like damn, I'm just like, yo, it just pushes me. It just pushes me because I want my content to reach that level, like create creative stuff. Like I don't know if y'all remember on Good Kid, Mad City, he was the first person to do that speaker thing where like he, he made it sound like the speaker was cutting in and out. Mm-hmm. That like was, uh, the Section nah, that was in the the black black of the Bay, that album. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was a good kid. Oh, it was the pimple butterfly. My fault. Yeah, yeah. To pimple butter like that. Like I'm an engineer too. So when I hear stuff like that, it all comes into the same pack. It's like, yo, that was creative. Like I need to step my creativity up. You, you can't just engineer a track now. Now you got to think of different ways to keep the listener. So it's like when I see people keep going, it make me want to just jump to the next level. Mm. Competition. Yeah. 
Um, so do you have any like live performances coming up or any singles you about to release or something like that? I'm about to drop. Um, yo, my project is coming in April, man. So it's called Who Am I? Self titled. Um, it is pretty much you'll listen to it. And if you don't know me by then, you're weird. You weren't really listening. Like it'll just explain to you who I was in the past couple of years. The next single off of that is called Autopilot. Uh, essentially, it just means when life is coming at you crazy, you can't you can't get stuck thinking about something that happened. Like you can't. Um, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a scripture, man. I'm a scripture kid. It's it's called I call it discourage. My fault. Please excuse this. This. This break. Wow. It pretty much just says like don't don't get discouraged over anything like just pray and give your stuff up to God and then just live your life. That's what it means. Autopilot, which is my next single, is just about like all this stuff happening. Like this, the girl breaking up with me, teachers telling me I ain't gonna be nothing. Like mom telling me why are you rapping? It's just like yo, give it up to God and go, go look forward. Nobody else is you, so nobody else is gonna see your vision because can't nobody else do it how you can. So that's what my next single is. Autopilot. Who am I coming in April? I don't know what, what day yet, but I'm going to link it up with you. You could put it on whatever bio and just beware. Um, performances. Performances are, so you're going to get the exclusive. I don't have no performances set up right now. I'm planning a tour this summer. Um, I'm planning on uh, creating a collective group of individuals to, uh, to go on tour with me and we just trying to take we just trying to take over the coast like to be honest get our get our stuff out there i just want to help as many artists as i can mm-hmm. just it's get right. exposure good vibes and shit yeah man good vibes out there the world's getting fucked up 100% bro so um you talked about how it's like a combination of like songs that happened to like happened to you over the course of your life in the yeah. last few years so like is it going to be like so for this one, you said autopilot, so it's talking about like probably like a relationship or yeah. people telling you certain things. Um, can you talk about some of the other songs on? I got you. I'm yeah. gonna put a track list up right okay. now. I'm gonna run through it. It's only eight songs. Now it's gonna be released on Spotify or everything. It's gonna be everywhere, like Spotify, iTunes, title, all the streaming services. But I'm pushing towards SoundCloud. So if you support me, <clears throat> um, go stream it on SoundCloud. I'm not. I'm not cashing no iTunes checks. I'm not even checking how much they're paying, bro. They're paying like point oh one cents yeah, on the dollar. Dumb stuff. Just, just dumb stuff. let my plays go up, bro. Let that SoundCloud play go. Free KK. That's the that's the opening track. That's my last single. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. Um, real quick, like KK. I feel as though he's a product of his environment. And if I go back to create yourself so the world doesn't, I feel like he's one of them kids who let the outside environment and like the media create him and give him the stigma that he has to do this. He has to gang bang. He has to shoot. Bro, the, the kid's 17. Right, to prove himself. Yeah. So it's like, it's nowhere else that you learned it from besides the media. You're 17. You, you didn't even get kicked out your crib yet. So it's like, dang, that's crazy. Autopilot, I just explained that. Keep It You is... um. It's just a song about keeping it you, man. It's it's, it's really self self explanatory. That one never switch. Same thing. Don't switch up. Like don't let. My mentor told me this. He said I told him, "Yo, I'm interested in, in forming a group, a collective of creatives." And he said, "Yo, the first thing you got to do is get in a room and put your moral values on the table, and make sure y'all all got the same values. Because if y'all don't, 
any amount of money, someone could just wave it for you. And one of them is going to go straight for it. So you got to make sure like the people around you and you yourself never switch for nothing. Like, have your morals and stick to them. Highs and the lows, it's pretty much about accepting life as it comes. Highs and the lows, pretty self-explanatory. Once again, great escape. It's about a drug trip. Like It's about smoking to get away from your problems. And it just takes you through like a time where I'm high as hell just thinking about everything. Die for you. That's a that's more of a religious song <clears throat> about just me giving my appreciation to God and Lord is a prayer that I'm talking to God like ask I explain all my sins out on one song and I just ask for forgiveness and that He can switch that and make it a positive. So that's the whole project right there. Y'all go y'all should listen, bro. It's nothing but bangers. Respect it. So you said um, Autopilot's going to come out soon, right? Very soon. And then the first single that you put out off this was? Put two singles out. My first single was Lord. So that's out right now. It's on iTunes everywhere. Who Am I, Lord? Look that up. The second single was Take K. Who Am I, Free Take K. Look that up. So it's all there. It's on wax. Okay. So I know this is going to be a hard question for you to answer. This joke better be a banger. Go ahead. So, what's the favorite? What's your favorite song you ever made? That's crazy. Let me let me look. My, all right. So my favorite. Damn. Can I go like off of each project? Because that's weird. You can't just say it's your favorite song ever. That's why I said it's the hard question. All right. Hold on. Let me look. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't have a favorite song. I have a favorite verse. Ah, that's hard as hell. Let me think. I really like, it's this song. Ooh, I know exactly what song it is. All right, so I wrote this song about um this girl. It's called Projects. It's on, I have a project called Adonis Party of Seven, and the song is called Projects. And I was from the suburbs growing up, and she was from the projects. That's why I called it Projects. And it's like when we linked up. Like, you could tell the difference. And, like, mm-hmm. I really vibed with her. She wasn't really feeling it, so I wrote about it. But I just like the creativity of the song. So mm-hmm. it was really creative. And I was telling a story. That's back when I was, like, Eminem type, telling stories the whole song. So it was a cool song. I like how I just told the story and people understood. So was this, like, an old old mixtape? Yes. Um, is that on SoundCloud as well? Yeah, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Spotify. What's it called? called? Adonis Party of Seven. Adonis Party of Seven. Okay. So guys, check that out. Um, so another question for you. Um, do you have any dream collabs that you would? Yes. I want to do a song with G Herbo so bad, bro. I want to do it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) It's just like uh, nobody else do I care. Like, what about G Herb is brings you to him. G Herb's flows is crazy. That's (laughs) one thing. His his street shit he be talking about, he spitting fast. Well, that that, uh, that freestyle he did with um, the Double XL John with Davies and him, he ripped that. Why ripped it? I would say her. What brought me to him is two things. Some of my closest friends are from Chicago, so when you meet a Chicago person, anybody who's listening to this is going to know if they've met a Chicago person. Like they're so genuine and they're so real, and it's two different types. It's the really fake ones or the real genuine ones. And like D Herbal is a real genuine person. He doesn't fabricate anything. But <laughs> but like when I was in one of the worst times of my life, like and it was just probably like last semester or something. He helped me get out of that. Like when he his song called Trials, Trials by G Herbo on Humble Beast. <clears throat> that song just like it spoke to me. Like you ever just heard a song and you just from the rip is like, dang, he's talking to me. He mm-hmm. been in a place where I've been at. 
That's why I like G Herbo. <clears throat> Just because he got me out of situation. <clears throat> um, so, so my last question for you. Um, what do you hope to change in the music industry? Bruh. These music niggas are so corny. Like, why is it that you have to be killing niggas to be cool? Why is it that you have to? And I wear mad jewelry, like I'm on fashion type time. But like, why do you got to talk about the amount of bread that you spend on your chain? Like, why is that so cool? Like, AKA Migos. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Why are we making things cool? Like, talk about your culture. Do something that that is reachable for your people. Like, help people out. Why are you flexing on your own people? You're not flexing on on these white people, bro. They got the bread already. You're, so you're not flexing on them. They're looking at you stupid. You just spent ten bands on a chain, and I just put he just put ten bands in an investment to make it Drake thirty. Got what? How many millions? Seventeen, sixteen million. On what? That video he made, or seven million probably. On, on Gospel. It, it, it was a mill. It was a mill. Yeah, a mill. A couple mill. Yeah. I'm saying I respect Drake for that. He 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 gave the bread out. Like you shouldn't publicize you doing charity, but end of the day, like. He gave the money out. Like I don't. Well, I, what I would change about the industry is what we think is cool. Right. I was That's that. it. There's no. There's no status quo. If you're a cool nigga, you're a cool nigga. If you're a gangster nigga, you're a gangster nigga. Like there's no. Oh, I have to have a gun to be a gangster. I know gangsters that will kill you with no weapon. I know niggas that are cool that you would look at and say he's lame, but he's right. a cool person. Like and what murky does. Like facts. So it's just like these standards is so off. When in reality, the world is not like that. It's a bunch of different people out there that do a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's about perception. And people so try too hard to be one person or look one one way just because they see it out all the time. You know, even in songs, like you could, I feel like people that aren't about that life, I feel like they could rap about that just because they are around people that are about that life too. So. Mm-hmm. They're just putting their input, you know what I'm saying? They can probably be talking to them, you know what I'm saying? Trying to bring them out of that life and then put them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But. Speaking of that, like, the community. I think you've been doing, like, some stuff in the community on your Instagram. Um, can you talk about some of the stuff you've been doing? Uh, man, mm-hmm. first, my first community service event was, um, dang, it was called the Shadow Program. <clears throat> we brought some high schoolers up to Rowan University. And um, we had them stay with us for a weekend just to show them what the school was like and stuff like that. And that's what really I've done community service before. But that was the one that sparked it because I saw a direct impact on the kids, like like just just teaching them the ropes. Like I threw a little party for them, let them know, like, yo, this is what comes with it. But you got to study like you got to get here. It's fun as hell up here. You just got to make it here. So the shadow program I did. Um, rest in peace, my grandfather, Teddy's Toys for Tots. He he created that, and I, I've been carrying that on as far as um, every around every Christmas time we get like thousands of dollars worth of toys in the city of Camden, and we just have the the impoverished kids come through and they get to pick out a couple of toys, take a picture with Santa. We, we, um, I'm doing a clothing drive right now, so I'm accepting clothes. Like if you got something you want to throw away, me and the people that are fashion designers be like cut it up, sew stuff, make it look fire, and we give it back to people. Um, that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. That's great as far as that. Um, I recently, um, there's somebody from Camden as well that's like a community activist. Um, her name is Ty Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched um, my YouTube or anything like that, but I interviewed her. Um, they had recently had like an art event, and it was based on um, pretty much similar stuff to you. It's about bringing like um, kids' books during the school year, teaching them about like mental health. And that was like a big um, proponent of what she wanted to do was talk about mental health, especially mm-hmm. in the black community, because we don't talk enough Yo, that's, about, that's essential. About, about our mental health Bro. and talking to each other. 
who who's I don't forgot who was just talking about that. But mental health, bro. I don't I don't even know if it's black community. I don't know if it's any community. Mental health, bro, is something that everybody needs to talk about because people are scared to say, yo, I've been to a point where I did not want to be here no more. And that's not good. And if you're not comfortable sharing that with people, then it's only going to get worse and worse. So it's like for me, like I was comfortable enough to share that with the people around me that was immediately close. And now I feel great. Like I feel better than I ever felt. But it's just like if it's frowned upon in your community, it's going to be like, oh, damn, we didn't even know she was going through it. Now she's gone. Like you never want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. You always want somebody to be able to reach out. So just open that open that pathway for people. Yeah, and then we were specifically talking about, um, especially during the um, event, because our brother is an artist too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I think you might know because I think you follow him on Instagram as well. Um, Pop culture. Pop culture? Pop pop culture. That's her her, her, um, brother. So he um, performed there too. Um, And when I interviewed him, I was talking about how um, not only is in the black community, it's a um, like a taboo and like the Hispanic community is like a taboo but also when it comes to black men we don't talk to each other mm-hmm. like we just we'll like be like oh I'm cool and then just pass it off like first of all you'll, but you'll see like but you'll but we always hear about females they'll talk about anything together they talk about they talk about how what shoes they bought yesterday like how they niggas getting on their damn nerves and shit like that they'll talk about that but we just are like we just kick it and that's it other than that First off, shout out Pop Culture. I just found him and know exactly who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most genuine people I ever met. Like, he's a cool guy. He's a really like cool that. guy, man. His work ethic is crazy. You know he loves music when he talks to you because that's all he talks about. Like, it get annoying as hell. <laughs> but, like, he's a cool – he's he's cool. Um, and w- you was just talking about how black people, black men don't talk to each other. Bro, I feel like some of that is geographical. But it's true. Like, you walk on the street – why is it when I when I walk down the street and I see a group of black guys, I'm like, like I gotta put my stern face on and I gotta like make sure that people know like I'm mean, I'm not I'm not to mess with, like, like that's messed up. When in reality, I used to go to Virginia State and I I was weirded out out there because I was like down there because I was like, yo, why why is everyone saying what's up to me? Like, do they know me from somewhere? And I'm over there guarded, like, yo, like what's up? Like what's up? Like, literally, somebody said, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? Like, what are, what are we talking about here? But then somebody had to tell me, like, bro, this is the South. Like, we are genuine We are genuine people yeah, down here. It is geographic. I, I do believe that. Because that it was like a culture shock for me, too, when I visited family. And then I would walk around, and people were like, hi. I'm used to New York shit. Like, yeah. people just walking past you. They're like, I got too much shit on my brain. I got right. work to get done. I ain't got time to talk to your ass. Like, so get out of my way. Like, I'm used to, like, like New York, Philly stuff. So... That is, it is geographical, and then part of it, it is geographical when you really think about it. Think about think, think about it, though. Like, down the South, right, a bunch of HBCUs, mm-hmm. black people getting it together, black people lifting themselves up. Right. Up here, we don't even talk to each other. Prime example, you look at it in the music, and down South, they all, you feel me, ride with each other with the music. New York niggas? Especially Atlanta. Especially Atlanta. Atlanta. Everybody in Atlanta, they all got each other's backs. So up up here, you would you never know. Gucci, new hop on any track, new upcoming artists and stuff like that. Jay-Z, you feel me? He be kind of chilling. But not like Jay-Z, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the independence up here is just a lot different. Like, for I can see the... the 
outside this wall, it could be somebody that is like I need to connect with a photographer that messes that would take me to the next level, and I would never know because we don't do that here. We just it's not no. natural. I see you, it's like oh, I suck because we oh. see each other as competition. Word, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing each other as like oh, I potential I'm people, like potential people, oh, and man. then that's why I wanted to do this because we don't have enough of camaraderie between the artists. Right. Doesn't matter what part of the entertainment industry you're part of. At the end of the day, we're still part of the same industry. Dope. If you're a photographer, you can help a, a musician get a better platform on social media, which mm-hmm. social media is the new thing for us to promote all the music that we create, all the videos we want to promote, all the singles we want to promote, and just getting our brand out there. So if we don't have a photographer that's professional, we can't get up there with the um, major artists, especially if you're independent. And then if you have like somebody that's a good artist, they can help you with creating art for your um, album. We don't, and we don't talk about that stuff. So that's why pretty much made this whole platform. Weird. That's beautiful, bro. I love it. Like I love getting people in a room and talking to each other, just get, getting to know what's on people's mind, what people are thinking about. I think that's dope. So um, I guess I want to talk to you guys as well. So you guys are his friends. So what drew what um drew you guys all together? Like what about? Um, who am I brought you guys into well, this whole I met him in high school when he just moved in and he, he was a cool boy you know what I'm saying he had his little shades on and uh, and uh, he found that I rap and I knew he rapped so I came to his crib one day we recorded a track and then from there just bangers, bangers is, much, <laughs> he put me on to, to making music and stuff I will always write and and rap and whatnot, but I would never take it serious mm-hmm. until I met him. So, and that goes to just bring it back to like, yo, we would never know if we met each other. He has one of the craziest pens. Like, if we didn't collaborate and like meet each other through people, we would never have found each other. And now we both like at this position where people are listening to what we're saying. It's tough. So, uh, I met him through uh, a close friend of mine that I met at my old job. Uh, and he was telling me because I told I told my brother that I make music and stuff, and he was helping me out. So he was telling me about a group uh, called Code, like uh, a bunch of like a whole bunch of artists. Doesn't got to be rap artists, but you know, there's like graphic designers, it's just drawing artists, you know, mm-hmm. all that. So uh, uh, he told uh, who am I about me, and uh, he wanted to meet me. So I came to the audition and auditioned to be in Code. So. Okay, can you talk about? Um I'm gonna let you answer, but um, after that, can you talk about code for a second? After we done, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. How about you, bro? Um, I think it was like to a mutual friend. Uh, I think it was just cool. Um, like we had a lot of friends uh in common. We ended up just start linking up, for real, for real. Like just straight friendship type type. Yeah, words. like genuine, like like genuine, like before the music, like before. Who am I? Before yeah, I was even who am I, like, type of shit. Code, man. Code is an acronym. Um, it plays a double meaning. Code stands for Creatives of Diverse Entertainment, and it is exactly that. Like he said, if you do anything in the entertainment, like what you do, what we do, like we are artists. If you're a graphic designer, if you're a videographer, if you want to be an entertainment lawyer, if you want to be an event booker or something like that, like, Code is the place for you. And what code does is we take people with passion and we turn it to a profession so that you know how to handle yourself as far as making sure everything is straight, making sure you're getting compensated, whether it be through exposure or through money, 
making sure that you're in position that people look at you for your art and not for who you are. You feel me? Um, that's what I'm working on because I feel as though if the game is going to be oversaturated with artists, it's just like I'd rather look for the artists that I like and I mess with personally and put them in a position to be better than the next person who's looking at me like competition. I'm going to take my head off. Like now you, you're going against an army. You're not just going against me. Like if me and him at a place, I was just talking to them about it earlier. If we all at a plot, a, a space where they don't like my music, they're going to like his music, his music, or his music. You see what I'm saying? So it's power in numbers. So just like how we were talking about how people don't collab with each other, like that's that's what's going to turn the community around. It's some code shit. Code also is um, the code. Like when you think of code, you think of a password, like a, a way we speak, a way we talk to each other, a way we communicate that no one else knows about. The a way we keep it professional that an outside person might not know how to handle themselves in this situation, but we've been through it like a million times before we even got to the table with the contract. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at it and we're we going to look at it like, yo, this don't even make sense. That's just because you encode, like, we're trying to give you the industry knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this contract is ridiculous. Like, that type of stuff. So, code is just creative of diverse entertainment, man. We're trying to keep it professional. That's all it is. And when did you start um, Code? September. September. So yeah. this, this recently started. Okay. Yeah. Respectable. I really respect that. Like I said before, we need more and more people to do that. Um, there's a person I know um, that you should probably link up with, um, Dot Destin. I don't know if you know him. Dot Destin. Um, he's a New Jersey up. artist. Um, um, but he has like a whole um, thing that he started um, probably a few years ago. I went to... Um, RCGC with him mm-hmm. before, so he has like a collective. He has like an event. He does every um, Monday, like every other Monday. He has like an open mic night. Word. So it's pretty much artists he knows around the area. He brings them up to like a um, like a stage and they perform. It's like just to um, collaborate with other artists, bring um, new talent um, to the forefront, and then they work together. So, That's dope, bro. I love the link with him. Yeah, so I like to link that. Um, so I'm just going to break for a second, guys. We'll be back. Um, all right, all right, guys. So we're back. We're just going to talk about some like current um, day topics in the music industry. Um, so I've been recently. I don't know if you guys have recently talked, um, heard about like the whole Bruno Mars controversy. Nah, what happened? Um, so um, people have been talking about um how he's like a culture appropriator, um, and how like he's using um predominantly black. Music, especially from back in the day, um, like New Jack Swing, to um, gain popularity and gain money, and the artists that created um, don't get the same respect or the same um, honor in that. So there was a um, interview. Well, it was an interview. It was like a panel um, of black people. Um, it's called um, the Grapevine TV. You guys can search that on YouTube. Um, it's made by um, Ashley Akuna. Um, she's African. Um, so it's pretty much like a collective of um, people just um, talking about current events. So they've been talking about um, culture appropriation before. They talked about it with Justin Timberlake, like Iggy Azalea, and artists like that. Um, but, re- but the reason why I got so much um, flack um, is because it was like two weeks after he won the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all his fans was mad about that. And then like one of the um, people in there, her name's Seren. Um, but she like had a controversial comment because she was like, if because she doesn't like him personally, <laughs> um, and she's very blunt. If you watch the show like over the years, um, she's very blunt. So if you don't watch it and you just hear it for the first time, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe she would say this. Um, but she said, if he died, I wouldn't give a fuck. That's and, true. And then 
So people ran with that. So they recently had like an interview on um, Hot 97 talking about the whole controversy about it, just um, explaining it a little bit more. Um, so I just want to see what you guys think about it, but I'm just going to talk about for people that don't understand what culture appropriation is. Um, culture, I just looked up the definition of so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, culture appropriation is pretty much, um, it's like you, and it's been in the industry when you think about it for years. Um, it's where you take something that's been influenced by a certain culture. You, um, usually like dumb it down a little bit mm-hmm. to make it um, more palatable for your culture. Right. And then you, um, gain success. You get, um, monetary value off of it and you become like the you can change the history of where it actually came from to make it benefit your culture so that's pretty much what people are um saying that he's on the verge of doing i in my personal opinion i think he's around he's in the vein of what a culture appropriation what, what's his race um he's Puerto he's puerto rican um puerto rican and yeah and nc but this is why so and yeah yeah so so, um, and that's why it's so nuanced because people, were, when you think about it, you think of it as black and white. You don't really think of it as people of color doing mm-hmm. it to people of color. But when you think about um, how we live in an anti-black society, anti-blackness is in every culture. Mm-hmm. You hear like Jamaicans, they come here and they're like, I'm not black, I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. If you see um, somebody from Africa, they'll be like, I'm not African-American, I'm African. So it's like. Um, trying to separate us from the diaspora, even though we all come from the same place, we just landed on different places from the different ships. So yeah. that's what it's really about. Um, so I just want to get your guys' opinions on that. I mean, like, it's just certain things that if, all right, I'm going to start off by saying it's certain things that if you're not black, you can't do. Mm-hmm. Example, say the M word. But anything other than that, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's music. Yeah, like exactly. it's music he's drawing inspiration from something he thinks is cool mm-hmm. he's flipping it into something that him and his people are going to relate to that's what all music is why we got to make it a, a thing about race like yeah, yo it's like I always said this about like my people it's like you can't be the coolest people in the room and be mad when people start jacking mm-hmm. you jacking right, your right. fly like, bro African Americans made certain trends in the music industry cool people are going to jack that let them do it if you're original Nobody's gonna be able to be like the original, and that's all I gotta say on that. Guys, I second that. That's, that's all I, I gotta say. Yeah, he said yeah, what yeah. I had to say. Yeah. I agree. Agree as well. Appropriating, like, bro, well. you don't appropriate them Grammys, like, boy, <laughs> got dummy Grammys. What are we talking about? He doesn't even have to listen to this conversation. He what probably didn't even reply to it, did he? Um, no, he didn't. I don't think he did. He got too many. What about Grammys? the debate between him being a, be- a pe- better performance or um, Chris Brown or Bruno? Why is that even a question? Chris Brown. No, because there was, no, because there was, I saw that it was like an Instagram post, right? So, well, I saw it on Twitter. It was on Instagram and Twitter. Like people just going back and forth. Yeah, because there was like, it was like Bruno Mars, Chris Brown, Usher, and Omarion. Mm. So it was like, who's the better, who's the better performer out of all of them? Omarion? No, it's Chris Brown. I feel like Bruno Mars has a unique way of performing, you know? Like, you know, he got his whole group with him, you know, like. Chris Brown was on something like this on a stage that did doing, this, doing that, this and that and he, <laughs> while dancing, bro, while dancing, bro. Like, well, crazy. Like, he was doing the boy was well. 16, bro. Like, came out with a top hit and he'd been performing ever since. He he did the Michael Jackson tribute. You don't let any random nigga do Michael Jackson yeah. on, on, a, on a premiere stage. Like, come on. After I, he beat his shorty's ass. Like, <laughs> 
We was just talking about who is we was just talking about the Chris Brown and Rihanna thing the other day. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that one thing on Snapchat. How? Oh yeah, that was wild. Yeah. That was oh wild. yeah, yeah. I, I seen that. I seen that. I seen that. There was um, this thing on Snapchat where um, it was like a you know how they have like the yes or no thing on Snapchat now where you can click um just like for a polling. So they had like it was like I think it was slap Chris Brown or. Like punched Rihanna, something, something like, like that, that. Something, something crazy <laughs> like that. So like Rihanna found out about it because she's on Snapchat a lot. So after that all happened, like she got annoyed by it. So like the stock in Snapchat like literally she dropped took right all after her that. Money like out she of took Snapchat. all her money out of Snapchat, oh, so wow. the stock dropped out of it. Sick. Yeah. So that's why Snap as right now. Yeah. Snapchat's garbage. So <laughs> right, it's not even a proper hoe app yeah. no more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like damn. Like you can't really fuck people like that. Word. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so when it comes to the music industry, we all know how artists don't get paid what the fuck they what they deserved. Mm. And, um, so <clears throat> recently there've been like articles about um how Spotify has um helped the music industry um in a way where they're now making money off of um Spotify now with the new changes in. Um, the revenue stream because mm-hmm. now they're trying to take the free tier out of Spotify to make it be all like a paid subscription. Um, like title, yeah, like how title is. Um, but the thing is, because I recently had another interview with somebody else, we were talking about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how they're saying that it's helping the industry stay afloat, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the artists, we're still getting paid like cents to a uh, right. cents to a penny. At the end of the day, it's like less than a penny what we're getting paid, and it takes like a hundred and um, a thousand five hundred streams of a song to get like an album worth of it, just mm-hmm. so you get paid off of it mm-hmm. for a stream when it comes to Spotify. So it's like there's kind of still a disconnect between where it goes where it goes for the business and where it goes for the artist, and we're still at the back end of it. So. I, f- I feel like. I mean, like, music, bro, this industry is a hustle. It's like any game, like drugs, like anything you hustling is going to change over time. Like, the price of something is going to go is going to go down, go up. I feel like with the new way that music is made, with the new way music is consumed via streaming, it just forces artists to do other stuff. To be, yeah, mm-hmm. like, artists have to now evolve. Like, right. they have to be, before you could just drop a record, maybe perform once or twice a year. Like, clothes. Shows everything, bro. Like, like, like look at back in the day, like Motown, like they would really drop a record, were good, us, and then they were good for mm-hmm. at least like two Just years. Show good, time, and then that'll be it for it. But now it's like now it's like you have to be like, Especially you have to be a producer for yourself. You gotta be a writer for yourself. You gotta be able to um, choreograph your own shit. You gotta mm-hmm. be able to make create your own shit. So it's pretty much like you got to be like a one person shop and to and, make it. What he said was, like, how you have to be an entrepreneur. Like, bro, it's different now. Like, if you thought you was going to just get picked up and get signed or something, that's done now. What streaming is, is technology advanced. We're not buying $10 CDs no more. So you're not getting $10 for every piece of work you get. Now you're getting, like, 0.01 cents for it. So why are you signing to a label? It's so easy to get on these music distributors. It's so easy to print your CD out. It's so easy to put yourself in front of people. Everything that a label offers you, you now have to do for yourself. So I think it's just, it's it's corny, but I just, I just feel like it separates the real from the fake. Like if you don't want to put all that work in, if music to you is just a paycheck, 
then you're going to you're going to dwindle down. You're going to go get a job somewhere because if you focus on the money, then this is not the industry for you. But if you love art and you're true to you and you have a unique sound and you're not biting everybody, you're going to prosper. Them bands is going to go up and eventually you're going to be getting 20000 for a show. So I kind of like I like it in a sense because it just like the game was already oversaturated. And I was just like, all right, this whole group of people is now done. All they wanted was money. They're out the way. They don't even want to record no more. Let the real stay. And the grind pool. starts. Yeah. It's nothing but grinding. You guys have any thoughts about that as well? No. Why is it from a decent man? I'll repeat the real. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into something else. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen the new show Nas has been um, promoting. Um, it's called Rapture on Netflix. It's pretty much about... Um, the rap artist from back in the day talking about like how he wanted to sign um, a um, rapper named um, Rhapsody. She's a female rapper. So um, he's talking, it's on Billboard, this article. Um, it's pretty much talking about the failures and like the, um, how the music industry used to work and how um, he brought in these certain artists to change the um, field of African Americans in the genre, especially hip hop. So I think it's like a good, um, thing for especially for hip hop heads um, to um, look into, and then like he re- he had a show before that called um, the Get Down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that. That's with that Jaden Smith. I ain't like with Jaden Smith. The first season, I liked the first season better. They canceled Once, it though, right? They canceled it after the second season because I think um, what made it like suffer was like they added like comic book sequences into oh, it, yeah, yeah. so that kind of took away um, some of the popularity. Jeez, from I kind of got that because one of the boys he was making his own. Yeah, comics, like so it like, made like Jaden Smith he was making. Yeah, like it made sense because like one of the make like Jaden Smith's um, character was like an artist, mm-hmm. so he was like a graffiti artist. So he would like he was all like doing graffiti most of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watched it, so it made sense, but I feel like that kind of took out the realism for some right. people. So like if you take out the realism or something, um, it kind of ruins people's perspective on what the show would actually turn out to be. Um, but I thought it was a great show because it really showed like the progression from um, 80s um, hip hop where it first started um, from like dip, actually now disco. Yeah, and then it's faded into like what we like the hip hop, the hip hop. <laughs> and then like it's transition like so it was like an interesting um, thing to see for a timeline of music to see how trends end and how new things become like interesting. Um, so I wish that I wish that show didn't get canceled, but I think that this kind of state stands in the place of that because it still is like based on um, the trends and the different genres of hip hop. So mm-hmm. I just want to talk about that. And the show's the show's called what? Um, the show's called Rapture. It's on Rapture. Netflix. Um, and then he was talking, especially he was talking about um, Killer Mike as well. He was talking about him being, um, how um, Killer Mike's like a talented um, lyricist and how, like picking his brain on how he makes records and stuff like that. So I think that's interesting. I'm going to check that out. And we already talked about the Lil Zan shit with T-Pop. We already talked about uh, this, so we can skip that. Lil Zan. No, people, like, I guess he, they brought up a song. They said, they brought up a song, and he called it. He said it was boring. I don't think he necessarily said like said that Tupac was Tupac was boring. Like overall, I think they said a song like "What you think about this song?" He just said boring. Like 
Let me check that out. Okay. I wonder why there's so much hate when people like from the new generation. I mean, like, there's such a big difference in time and what we hear. Why do old heads get mad at us if we were to say, oh, I didn't like this Biggie song, I didn't like this Tupac song, or this Rakim song, or Bro, whoever? It's just like old old people, and I don't like to use this term, but old people, they just want so much credit for creating everything. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, they want you to say, this is the golden era, and everything after this will never compare. Like, bro, to, to be honest with you, like, Tupac wasn't even alive when I was born. So it's like, for, to expect somebody like my age to know everything about the hip-hop industry from when it started in, like, the 70s or 60s to now, that's crazy. So it's like, if you think Tupac is born or not, what does it matter? The question is, is your track hot? Do you right. do you have hits? Like, mm-hmm. Are you popping? That's, that's how I feel. People trying to kick him out of the, the rap game and shit. Mm-hmm. Trying to yeah, that's the dude with all the tats, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He cool. He's he cool dude, though. Is he mixed? Is he mixed? Hell he's, he's no. Spanish. Yeah. He's oh, Spanish. Yeah, yeah, he goes by like Diego or something like that. Okay. Because at first I thought he was mixed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe both. I think he's just white, bro. Nah, bro. Like, he's he's been Spanish, Spanish, bro. Spanish. Y'all like Lozan, though? His music? Nah, he got some good shit. Like, I think two songs. Like, I checked out his song. I ain't really feel yeah, it like yeah. that, bro. Dude, Man, wake, wake, wake Up and uh, uh, Betray is uh, pretty good. And I just don't relate to the Zan back, music. Right, back. I don't pop Zan. <laughs> he, don't, he don't pop him no more, though. He said it in an interview. <laughs> All niggas say that when they on it. Right, I'm not nowhere. I'm like, I don't do drugs. Like, I don't weed. do. You know, <laughs> I don't know. No, I was Lil Zan. I just end up in the interview. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is Lil Zan, y'all want it? This is y'all go get. What's up? If I fall asleep halfway through, y'all still paying me. That's hilarious. Yeah, so. I just lost my place. I mean, that's what pure comedy do. It got you all over the place. You know what? Other I don't understand, like, if you're an artist, right? You already got bread. What's the need of snatching another nigga chain? You what? Me? What? What you say? What's the need of snatching another nigga? That's chain? that street part, bro. That's them street niggas. Yeah, that's, that's, that's street. That's street. That's, that's, street. Street. that's, that's cloud chasing. Yeah, that's cloud chasing. <laughs> niggas just want to be on the grim, like, yeah, I got your chain. Fifty racks for it back. Fifty racks. Like, come on, bro. Me, whole time, I'm like, all right, bet. I got two more now. I got two more. And I'm getting no, no, we never gonna talk about it. <laughs> All that bread, bro. I'm sending people to find you. Me, your, my chain, and your chain now. <laughs> um, going off the um, fact of like the older generation and the um, like our generation, and then like we talked, you talked about how they want to want us to get them so much credit for um, some of the stuff. I think it's because um, another part of it is. We don't get taught the history of where we come from right. in the um, in school. We don't get. We just get taught slavery. We get Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman. Like if we get Harriet Tubman, we don't really get that either. Um, it's like specific um, people that white people have now given um, a claim themselves that they right. teach like, about. It's the, okay, you can go talk yeah, about you can that. talk about them. But um, so I think it's like one of the they feel that. Cause I hear from my mom too, cause she's an educator. Mm-hmm. So she always talks about how it's like, especially when it comes to education, how kids um, in school don't seem to value education, Word. and how um, education is the way that we get out. Word. That's a except, fact. except for getting, cause yeah, music. But you need to know like how to 
balance your accounts. You need mm-hmm. to know how to make sure you're getting the right payment for what you're doing. Close you have it. to know how to um, stay afloat. You got to know how to pay your bills. You got to know how to do certain things. So education is um, a, the basis of us getting out. And then when it comes to the community, um, especially when it comes to history, we're on the back burner of stuff. We don't have general generational wealth like our counterparts, our white counterparts. So we have to figure out ways to. I don't know if you guys have seen the one of the latest um, Breakfast Club interviews. I don't watch Breakfast Club that um, that much either, like you. Um, but there was somebody that talking about how to um, build revenue by buying um, old row homes and buying old that. projects, and you creating you building wealth off of that and teaching. Um, us that we don't have to spend money to get it. Right. You can, it yeah, you can pass it down without spending money, your own money. The only money you have to use would be like to repairs or anything like that, but she'll make all that money back if you do it the correct way. Right. So, um, so, let me research this right now. Bro, but that's the thing like about, about the industry now is like, and exactly like that's what Jay-Z was talking about. People want this People see future and think, oh, it's quick. Like, I'm going to sip some codeine and be tough as hell on a mic, drop a track and be good. Like, nobody's talking about the hustle, like, what you got to do to make money no more. So now kids are in school. I don't need this. Like, I could drop out and do whatever, like this guy or like that guy. And that goes back to what you said. What would I change about the industry? Like, I would make it real. I would make it reality. Let people talk about what's really going on so that people can know, like, yo, I'm buying this property when I get out of here so that. I can give it to my kids. Y'all seen the, um, what's the interview? My favorite interview, man. Uh, Dame Dash. Y'all didn't see Oh, the yeah, Dash the one with Dame Dash when he was talking about, um, if you work for, um, if you work for someone else, you're not creating opportunities for your children. Yeah. Right. Bro. That's what my Envy was hot. Envy was hot about that, too. <laughs> Envy. Yeah. Tripping, bro. <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, I'll never call somebody like my boss or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dame Dash. Um, so the guy's name that I was talking about for the interview, his name is Mark, um, Witten. Um, so if you guys want to search that on YouTube, you guys can watch that. I think that's the interesting thing, especially for our community to listen to. Cause it, cause when I, when I first heard about it while, um, reacting to it, I was like, how are we going to buy real estate without paying money for it? So like, he kind of explains how you can do it. Words. I mean, so, yeah. What's his name? Um, Mark Witten. You wrote it down? Yeah, we trying to get on that, yeah, man. I'm trying to get property. Yeah, so, property. We was talking about that just just um, the other week. And then another thing I want you guys to listen to, um, watch for a Breakfast Club interview. Um, that was I think is a good thing for us is um, is a financial journalist. Her name is um, Stacy Tisdale, and she's talking about like smart ways to invest your money mm-hmm. into um, like either the community or just balancing how you can create money. Um, right. So that's another person you guys should check out too as well. Definitely, I'm um, trying to get the bands up. So. I think that's it for me. Some other stuff. So, I just can you give them a rundown of your social medias, man? Look, um, Instagram tracks and stuff like that. All right, man. I got three projects out. Humble Guys Eight. Um, don't worry about the first one. Humble Guys Eight. Adonis Party of Seven. Who am I coming out? I got two singles off the new project. It's called Free Take K and it's called Lures. All on SoundCloud everywhere. Just look up Who Am I with a question mark. No spaces. You're going to find it. Spelled exactly how it should be. My Instagram, who am I? It's at whoamitv.tv. My website is whoamitv.tv. I only go on Instagram and my website and YouTube. Whoamitv.tv. It's going to come up. You type it in Google. Find me, man. Fuck with me. 
I'm for the community. I'm for the kids. I'm for the ladies too. So we we here with it. You guys want to shout out your stuff? Official book. He's like, I gotta find my shit. Going back, back. Uh, <laughs> follow me on the gram, uh, email, pal underscore. A lot of content coming out. Um, produce, right? So, yeah, stay engineering tuned. shit. Stay tuned, stay tuned. A lot of stuff coming soon. All right. Anything? Uh, follow me on Instagram at. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's Adi underscore the underscore Prodi. Oh, alright. It's uh, Adi is O D D Y. Uh, the, you know how to spell the. Prodi uh, is P R O D Y. Yo, if y'all was interested in code, man, follow code on Instagram. That's all we got. At keep the code. No spaces. Keep the code. I'm running through my shout outs now. Mike, shout out Mike. Shout out Vicky. Shout out Kareem Code. Josh, Drip, man. Drip the Savage. Shout, shout Drip out. Cash Kari, man. Shout you out. Um, my nigga Marquise, man, shout out Keys, shout out Cat, that's little sis. Uh, my boy Jalen, shout him out. Ruben, big bro, little big bro. <laughs> Benny Savage, man, shout out B Sav, shout out Imani, Sierra, man, check her podcast out. She just started. Shout out Lino. What's my, her podcast called? Her podcast. Is, I'm, I got you right now. I'm plugging you in, Imani, bro. I'm plugging uh, you in, yo. I'll check her out. I'm plugging you in, man. Her podcast is called... Oh, I just deleted her message thread. Mm-hmm. Dang, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send it to you, bro. All right, send it to me. Um, just shout out all the code, man. Shout out New Perspective Code, too, man. Shout out God, man. That's it. That's all, right. all my shouts. Mama, too. Oh, um, my my Twitter is I underscore B Nameless. Um, Instagram, Ooh. Nameless B that Nig. Just Nameless B that N-I-G. Uh, same thing with my SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying go check out Late Night. Go check out my new joint I just dropped. The Legends Bounce. That's just a banger. We are gonna elevate and just bounce up. That's all we are gonna do. Um, and that's that. Alright, big so You guys can always follow me at um, D Rider on Instagram, and then follow us at the Millennial Tunes um, podcast Instagram. It's um, at um, Welcome to the Wavelength. Um, the Welcome to the Wavelength is pretty much about um, us all being on the same wavelength, trying to make it in the music industry, make it in the entertainment industry, and doing it all together. So follow me there, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.